Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. You know it's your number one South African cricketing podcast. If you want to know anything that's happening around the Proteus team or anything happening in South African cricket, this is your place. We're on One World Sports Radio, so please do subscribe to our channel um, as well as tweet us on One World SR. We're also on Spotify. Just search for One World Sports Radio as well as on Anchor Podcasts, even on Apple Podcasts. We're there. Um, at One World Sports Radio. So if you want the audio option, you can do that. If you want to see our lovely faces, you can do that too. Uh, remember, we're also on Patreon. So please do um, please do um, support us there. Um, we really do like bringing games to you. We really do like being in the, in the stadiums. And that kind of, uh, your support will help us get there a long way. We are going to be broadcasting the Bangladesh series. Uh, it starts next week, Friday. Uh, with the first ODI, then it goes Friday, Sunday, and Wednesday. Uh, pink ODI on, 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 on Sunday at the Wanderers. First ODI at Centurion, and the third one will be at Centurion as well in the following week. And then we go into the Test Series. But today, um, myself and Tim are going to be discussing, discussing something else and that ODI squad that came out today. Tim, how are you doing today? Uh, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to talking about the four-day series uh, having mm. having had the fact that uh, your team was one away leaders throughout the tournament and unbeatable, and at the end they were clipped. The wings were clipped. Well, I won't say clipping lions' wings, um, but no, they but, were. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> dude. When we, I think we we did a show in December where I effectively said, just give them the trophy now because all they needed was one win. One out of three, right? Even three draws would have got them home. They got two draws, and they couldn't do it on the last day. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, the four-day series recap. Uh, Tim, we're going to be discussing players and stuff like that, but also the one thing I wanted to ask you up front, what did you make of this four-day series as a whole? It's a restructure. What did you make of it? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a good tournament. I thought the start of cricket was good. Uh I thought there were quite a few interesting uh, individuals who were asked to go out there and score runs and take wickets. And my my gosh, have they done that? We will we will obviously discuss mm. that. But I just think if you if you look just very lightly, Peter Milan, the former mm. Test uh, opener, was asked to score a lot of runs. He's gone out there and scored a lot of runs. The other Milan, his brother, uh, was moved into the middle mm. order at the ball out again because he knew that there was a spot available potentially for the Proteus. Again, he, mm. he, he dominated. Uh, Simon Harmer, everybody said, well, you're going to come back here and you're going to get wickets. We, we, we're not interested in what what, uh, what you did in Essex. Mm-hmm. Got leading leading run, leading wicket taker. Uh, he's answered the call from that front. Uh, and that's just a, a just a flavour of, of of the guys that have, have, done, have done well. Well, talk about that Essex argument because, like, I'm a firm believer that if you're playing overseas, everybody needs to play overseas for us to take you seriously. So I'm glad that the world's best off spinner in the world who doesn't play international cricket finally showed the people of his country what he's capable of and competed against his own people. That, for me, is more important. I don't care what you did in the UK. I don't care whoever's going to jump or No, he's taken so many wickets. Deck, what is it? Bowler of the decade, player of the decade in county cricket. I don't care, largely because 
the opportunity that was presented to Simon was not presented to everybody else. And that, for me, is the big issue. Like, it's if, if all South African cricketers are allowed to play county cricket, fine, pick him. Even if he didn't play in South African conditions. But for me, that was it. So I'm happy that he's done that 44 wicket. Silenced me, most importantly. And if, I think let's start this. Congratulations to the Titans. I think so we chatted with Neil Brunt um, in a little bit of a, I think after four games. And they had drawn quite a lot of games. They weren't winning. Um, they had lost one and they'd drawn three. And you kind of needed the train to start moving. And it did. Um, and they started winning. They got back a lot of their protests who were playing limited overs cricket, like Lazard Williams, um, who really did help. Junior Dollar came back from injury. Dennis De Brain found form at the right time. Um, yes, Simon Harman, uh, Simon Harman only missed one game week, essentially. He missed game week six. He didn't play, he played five. He played first five, he missed the last one, and he played the, he, he made, played this last one. So, uh, essentially, they had. They weren't punished like the Lions, who had players coming in and out. Uh, Reza Hendricks didn't start the series. He then joined in when Ryan Rickleton left, and Ryan was the best batter, so he was playing for the protest. Susanna Magala was with the protest the entire December, did not play a game for the protest, and never played a game for the Lions. Duan Olifier was with the protest the entire time. Luto Supamlik was in and out because of SAA, so he didn't play. So you kind of had a mission mash of that Insane quartet from the Lions that were that was really good, Tim. Like they didn't need a spinner. I think a couple of guys were saying the Lions need a spinner, they need a quality. No, if you've got four quicks who can do the job, who did the job, um, then then, then that's what it was. It's just they were not available. My only and, issue and, is yes. I, I I think a couple of us guys, okay, you didn't win it, but a couple of us guys showed we're good enough for this level. Code hmm. Yusuf, I thought Code Yusuf was 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 exceptional. When he, when he came in, and of course Mitchell from Bruin, everybody's been talking about him mm. for the last couple of years. He really made a name for himself for this tournament. So while mm. it definitely affected you guys, seeing those guys, guys came in and they did perform. So that that's mm. today. It, it didn't quite offset it, but it offset <laughs> those uh, misses to a point, if you like. Look, I think for me, the biggest issue was from a batting perspective. I think this the Lions team, the batting was 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 a little bit suspect. Uh largely because Ryan take Ryan Rickleton out the side, you just got guys who aren't actually hitting the form. Dom's not having a great season this year. Uh Josh Richards was doing well, but he kind of like got into a little bit of a bear patch. Reese is not batting well at all. Um and, and that's something we need to consider, and one of the reasons why I think he's not even in the ODI squad. Um but I was just disappointed that um, the Lions, from being locked on favourites, couldn't close it out. Even that game at Western Province, they couldn't close it out. Yes, the pitch is flat, and and maybe we we may have needed another second quality spinner. Um, but even then, um, I, I, I my thing about this 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 four day series, I want all the protests to play it. The only way our cricket can improve is if our nationally contracted players. I know they play around the world. I know they play all these things around the world. They need to play a certain number of games, and our schedule needs to allow that. If it's the first four, let it be the first. I know in the UK, the 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 the, the, the national team players play that April May period, and then the moment the June Test series begin, they then go off. So they play a little portion, but it's still good enough because then you 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 kind of elevate the, the standard of our cricket. And I think for me, that's something that we need to look into. Um, because between August and September, if there's no IPL, yes, last year there was a World Cup, so we can forgive them for that. They should be playing. 
But this year we've got another World Cup, so I don't think we're going to get that. Because I was waiting for the day Kachiso would be like, I know it's my week off, but let me go play for the Lions. There was a time where they, he didn't have any games. He wasn't playing for the Proches. Temba as well, so when they came back from the from the World Cup. And I was like, oops, like, let's do this. Come on, play for the Lions. Let's see this team in all its glory. Let's hear this Lion roar. And we what never they, got that. What they also do with the UK, which is maybe... It's, it, but it needs a bit of forward thinking from us. As so they mm. go and they say, right, to me, you're going to bowl 30 overs for Lancashire. Then you're going to come off and you're going to be replaced. So he bowls his 30 overs because maybe he's he's not, not bowl already. He bowls 15 overs in the first innings, 15 in the second, and that's his contribution. Once he's done, 12th man comes on and that's his, that's his game over. Maybe something like that mm. needs to happen for somebody like Rabada. Rabada plays, mm. but it only bowls a certain amount of overs because you obviously mm. don't want to don't want to over bowl him. So you say to him, right, you can play, but you're only allowed to bowl mm. twenty overs or whatever, whatever it may be. So something like or that. Like, that they, or like they like some... like fifteen, yeah, like fifteen overs a day, twelve overs a day, some sort of. But I would have loved to see Kachiso go up against all these guys, the Peter Malans. The, the guys who, who, who made a name for themselves to see, because that's how we can test whether these guys are test level or not. And we never get that. And I think for me, that's my biggest worry is that our batters are, are like, how do I sift through what quality is if our batters are not being bowled to by test level bowlers? Um, but the one team who will be disappointed him is, is the Dolphins. I think they weren't as disrupted as um, the Lions or even the Titans or even any other team, Western Province, for instance. Uh, but they just never got going. And and that right. team has got a lot of quality in it. They just, it was, they're defending champions and they just yeah. didn't do anything. It was a disjointed performance from them. They they had injury problems, though. So they had large, large parts of the season mm -hmm. where Swat was out, Rudolfson was Rudolfson. out, uh, Duke to Pavilion wasn't always fit. Mm. So then you had Manguru, and then you had to rely an awful lot on, on Barkman to come mm. in. Um, it was very much a disjointed season for them. I, I think that's fair. And then you mm. had guys who started well, like Jason Smith, who really is enjoying playing the Red Bull format, but then the, the last couple of games just fell away. So their performances, mm. particularly the last, last game, were overshadowed by Keegan Peterson's runs. Keegan Peterson's mm. runs made their performance look better than it actually was. Right? He showed mm. his he showed why he is an international player right now. Mm. But you're right. They they were definitely disjointed. The other issue that they have, they and they need to fix this. I know that they, they try to fix this mm. is the opening position. Oh, they yes. can't have they can't have Bryce Parsons opening batting. It doesn't in, in work. A four day cricket. In a four day cricket. Well, the Sardo was the Proteus, so. Yeah. So, so having, having Sardo away was a huge problem. But they need to have. Sardo is going to be away, going to continue to be away now. So they need to find an opener. Vice Parsons, the four day stuff, doesn't mm. work. But, Tim, here's the thing, interesting thing. We also saw a very interesting century this past last game week. Andile Pesliguaya scored a century in this last game week. Could this mean the turning point for his... Because my 
biggest cry for Andile is that he's never gotten those opportunities domestically to be the batter we wanted him to be. Everybody bemoans him from a batting perspective. They don't bemoan him from a bowling perspective. I think he's a very good bowler um, at, at international level. Yes, he's he's been off colour for the past year, but for his British tenure, he's been one of our best, especially in those middle overs. Um, is this a turning point for him from a batting perspective? Where he gets that first-class 100 again, and now he's going to stop moving? Ideally, as you said, ideally, you want Andile, for me, to move. You want mm. Andile to move, and you want him to bat in that 5-6 role on a consistent basis, consistent runs. Good hundred. Mm. It was, it was a, a difficult uh, position that the Dolphins found themselves in. When uh, Sondo was out for naught, Harrison Smith was out for naught. So he came in at a very tricky position. It was a good 100, but you want him to kick on. It can't be 100, 6, 3, 2, 9. So it's good. It's good to see. I'm, I'm very happy for him. But it's got to be consistent now. It's got to, you've got to kick mm. on from that. I still have my doubts about him in as a test cricketer. I still think mm. he's better suited the white ball stuff, and I just think that's that, and that's fine. Mm. I don't know if that's fine for him, but I think that's fine. I think there's nothing wrong with that. But, but I, the I, other thing is that that's helping him is that uh, Vian Mulder struggling with the bat as that number seven role for the Proteus in the in the in the, in the test side. So it's a start, and I'm not saying he was putting him now. Let's see next season what he gives us in the red ball format. Um, and, and see what it goes, even in the white ball format, if he can give us those handy 50s, those handy 60s, and, and, and bat with a higher strike rate, he could be, because we like to pick cross format, he could be an answer. I still say Marco Janssen's the guy for us at number seven. I'd like to see a lot more of him. And 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 and, and, and a guy like Marco Janssen, I think this is one reason why I don't like the Proteus playing all the time and, and missing out on this domestic season because a guy like Mark Janssen would have been would have valued the experience batting in dom, in this domestic season um, as a number six for the Warriors um, and and so for me that's my one thing where guys lose out like Vian Mulder he loses out because he's with the Proteus even though his biggest thing his biggest development point is batting it's not bowling Vian's a great <laughs> bowler. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it's the batting, and then and so for me, I think even Andile, maybe it was because he was around the world with the purges all the time. But even at the Dolphins, I always thought he was never good enough to make the eleven. I'm happy he did, and he scored a hundred. So let's see, maybe when the off season starts, which is soon after this ODI uh, tournament, maybe he might want to. I'd say he needs to move. I say um, if the Titans are looking for a a, a, a batting all rounder, but maybe at the Titans six a little bit too much. Maybe the Lions, maybe Northwest actually. Um, bouncy pitches at, at, in, in Poch, maybe it could work for him there. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know which side he would work in. I think that, well, that I don't want to go, I don't want him to go to a place where there's a flat wicket, but I need him to leave KZN and, and, and try yeah. and find his place somewhere else. So maybe even Paul and, and Western Province and be that. Uh, that number five or six, but I know, um, yeah. So, I, I, so for me, that's I, I, where I'm, I'm thinking with Andile. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, start uh, transfer transfer news. But if if I was a man of province, I would be getting him at province. That's the place I would go. You've got Mikatima there. Mikatima is coming to the end of his mm. career. It's coming to the back end now. 
if I was I would be moving him focusing on his white ball stuff because he's mm. very good uh, in his white ball and I'd be moving Andile as yeah. his successor. Yeah, that's what I would be doing. The other thing that, that happened now, obviously we had the six established franchises, but we also had the two newbies, that being Northwestern and Paul. What do you make of their seasons? Um, I'll tell you what I thought of Northwest. I thought they got better as the season went along. Um, I think they were more of a white ball side than a red ball side. And you could have, you saw that. They need, like, Hano couldn't come open for you guys at the top. Sorry. But got a lot of youngsters. Um, I saw Senran Mutisami come into his own with a bat a little bit um, in this in this, in this this in the series. I think they also have a Nicky van der Berg question. But outside of that, I thought it was a good first. It wasn't a good first season. I thought they could be better. I just think their recruitment needs to be better. And I think they need to, like, troll all those Division B sides and try and pick whoever they can. Who can actually uh, who can actually bat? Because I think that's where they struggled a lot more, and also get some paces in there. Um, it's it's like the land of all rounders. Everyone does a dual role at Northwest. There's never somebody who actually does one good thing, uh, one thing at once. On the other hand, I think Paul, with all the experience and everything else, they actually did quite well. Um, I think what let them down in the four day series was their bowling. Um, but outside of that, the batting, they, they, they outside of yeah, you know, and Peter were just carrying this team. Um, throughout throughout the season, but uh, look, if you've got the two, use them. Yeah, look. Um, okay, so I'm gonna start with Northwest. Look, they've got they've had two different coaches this season, so let's just start with that. That's mm-hmm. been a, a huge upheaval for them. They started with uh, Monty, then he was uh, had to step aside. Uh, Craig Alexander was taken over, so that is obviously created. Um, inconsistencies in their performance before you get into the mm. actual performances of the 11. Um, it's always difficult with these teams, particularly particularly Northwest, is finding the right squad, finding the mm. right 11. I think they, they struggle to find the right 11. Um, mm. if you look at if you look at the division two sides, I if I'm picking Ernest Kem as, as an opener, I'm going to Ernest and I'm saying I'm picking you. From Northern Cape to Northwest, they they are guys that are in the Division Two side. Just because they're Division Two doesn't mean they're not good players. They are good mm. players in that division. Um, I might even be persuaded to bring Jonathan Vandia across, uh, but I would need him to be a lot more consistent than he is at the Northern Cape. He had a good season, but I'd be he needs to be more consistent because he's a very much a senior player. Um, Mother Sally was outstanding when you consider the performances mm. of the team, how inconsistent they were. Um, making that hundred in that last in that last match, um, mm. now his numbers his numbers are right up there. Um, it, it, when, you, when you consider how, how difficult they found it, uh, Paul, Paul for me are a, are a difficult one. Mm. I'm not sure I'm going to be buying Carl Abbott next year. No, I love I love Carl. Okay. I love Carl. Lovely, lovely guy. But I'm not buying him next year. I'm sorry. I'm so, Carl, see, he would help Northwest. He's yes. the type of guy who would help the Northwest. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's what, what that's what kind of needs to happen um yeah. in the off season is like the guys like Carl, I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, Carl can come to the Northwest and he can actually be a talisman for the side. Yes. Um, a leader, you know, just yeah, 
yes, they, that's what they they needed a, mm. a leader in that bowling side who was a fast bowler and not necessarily because Dwayne wasn't there all the time. Duan was injured. Um, you know, they've also got uh, the other all rounder that came from the Lions. I keep on losing his name. Oh, Hitler and was so, in and out. Yes, yeah. Delano. Mm. Um, and so it was like, guys, who's your 150? And and the and their bowlers, I think it was Caleb uh, Seleka. He's 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 quick, raw. Need somebody to kind of guide. Um, yeah, yeah. So so, and and even like for instance, if, if for instance like we're we're, we're talking we're talking, um, there's some guys who're going to be moving off of guys. I think um, I know the lines won't do this, but there needs to be a conversation around Dom um, as to whether. We need to try and find someone else or try and move him off to someone else. I'm not saying this is just a conversation around around that Dom and Reza axis. I think we kind of need to, they kind of need to figure out what they want to do. So too at, at the Titans, you know, um, what happens? Um, I know I, li- I know they like Ayakamane, uh, but maybe there's a conversation around around Kerwin Bosch. There's a conversation around Junior Dala. Um, because Okutlikele said set the entire season on the sidelines. Um, so I think Aya was guaranteed all format play. I think mm. that's what happened. I think that's why he left um Warriors. Mm. I think he, he he knows he's a white ball cricketer. He knows that. I think yes. he wanted the red ball stuff. I'm not sure he's suited to it anymore. He's no mm. longer 25 anymore. If he were 25 then then you can you can Make an argument. Mm-hmm. I think now you need to say to him, "Listen, it's not working. We want you the mm-hmm. white ball stuff, but we need to look at a different direction of the red ball, red ball stuff." It, just to go back on my point about ball out, mm-hmm. three spinners, the four four day stuff doesn't work, guys. It doesn't work. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't work. It does not work. Like, you have no short for Berg. You have short for Berg, yes, and then you choose between Mahima and Manik. You don't play both yeah. of them. Look, look, we saw in the T20s, that was their best bowling lineup. It yeah. was their best bowling lineup. They it ended was. up playing those three. In, in T20s, it works, but guys, pick one. And we know Paul's a turner. We believe you. We, we understand. Yeah. No. But yeah, so let's talk about the students. Okay, not the students, but those who performed very, very well. Um, I'm going to have a look at the batting stats for the Division One. Um, Division One, Peter Milan scored 601 runs in seven innings. He has a high score of 219, not out. I think he did that in the last game. He has an average of 120. David Bettingham, 509 runs, high score of 199, 63. I'm happy he answered my questions. And if he wanted to stay, he'd be playing in the Bangladesh uh, Test Series, but we know what happened there. Ryan Rickleton, 497 uh, runs an average of 82. Josh Richards, who is another opener, I think South Africa might need to look into. 496 runs, a high score of 155, 151, an average of 55. If you want to be ageist, I'd pick Josh Richards over giving Peter Milan another chance. If you wanted to look for someone who's going to be the backup to Salo Avia. Wesley Marshall, in the Red Bull thing, Tim, I'm so happy about this. He got, he got obviously, all he played all the games. 494 runs, high score of 97, so didn't score 100, but had 550s. An average of 38, he's up there. Dabuko Mugwena, 
Um, 482 runs of the Titans as an opener with an average of 48. That was really good. Lesiba Mwepe is in there as well um, at 443 runs at an average of 36. Matthew Bretzke coming in after. So it, these are all top-order batters, um, apart from obviously Ryan Rickleton, um, you know. And and I look at this and I'm like, wow. Then obviously look at the bottom. Yanaman Malan, 384 runs, uh, average of 64. Rudy second, 398, an average of 49. Stan Fancel also scored a lot of runs for Paul. 408 runs at an average 51. So did Bitefeld Bunyol, Van Bullion, as well as Neil Brandt, uh, who scored 429, an average of 42. And Max Ackerman scored 417, an average of 52. What does this tell you? What does this tell you? Um, I think it's obviously runs are scored a lot at the top. There's some middle order guys in. But who sticks out for you on that list? I think the one that sticks out for me, and it's because of positional change is Yadamin Malan. Okay, he doesn't mm -hmm. have the average of his brother, but uh, I think his brother was fantastic. But Yadamin Malan moved to the middle order. He mm. knew there's a space, potentially, with Gussie, maybe finding a little bit dif difficult at the moment in the, in the Red Bull uh, format at the moment, at least. And then there's a potentially, at least, a chance for him to sneak in to Red Bull cricket. He came in at number four, and he has done exceptionally well. Uh, average of 64 mm. for the season. And beyond the averages, he looked solid. Okay, mm. you could say that the, the, the fair amount of that was, was a bullet. You still got to look good. You still got to look mm. accomplished. He played within himself for a lot of those innings. He played within the box. He didn't go out mm. chasing deliveries like he mm. often does in the Red Bull stuff. So... He played within the format. So, for me, Malan is, is fantastic. Um, okay. The other one that is, isn't in that list, the other isn't in that, in that list, but I think it's one to watch out for. Um, he's had injury problems the last couple of years. Far difficult to get, a, get, a, get his, uh, a consistent uh, name in the 11 is Jonathan Bird. He made 128 um, against the Northwest this last week. Mm. Really, really solid, solid opening batsman. One for the future. Yeah, it's a little, it'll, it'll, a little early at the moment, but I think a couple of years from now, you might find. He, he can, might be, he keep, he he be, can be that devastating guy at the top. Um, yeah. and, and so so for me, that's that's the exciting thing. Looking at the bowlers, Tim, let's go through the bowlers um, quickly as well. Um, your fave, Simon Harmer, 44 wickets um, at, a, at an average of, 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 uh, of 19. Uh, Carl Simmons took 33 wickets. He's the off-spinner who came from the Titans, went to Western Province because Simon came in, an average of 26, 33 wickets. Duan Olifir, who only played five games, took 29 wickets, average of 14. Uh, and Sean von Berg, um, 27 wickets at an average of 30. Lots of spinners here. Three spinners at the top. Tim, why would you say that? It's very uncharacteristic to South Africa that you get spinners at the top of this of, of this of these charts i do think outside of the wanderers the pitchers have largely this season favored the spin bowlers 
the spin bowlers felt a success. The pitches have been a little bit slow. They have had that 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 extra South African pace and bounce that we are, mm. are accustomed to. Um, we've spoken as well. And our domestic pitches are, are, are normally slower, and let's put yeah. like the international pitches are quicker. It's, it's like New Zealand. New yeah. Zealand adds grass to their pitches, um, yeah. and in the four day game they take it away. In South Africa, essentially our, our, our international pitches are a little bit harder. Um, some of the pitches that they were playing on were actually very soft. Like I know at the Wanderers, there were some of those pitches were actually quite soft. The, the bounce wasn't there as you would normally get, and that's one of the reasons why uh, uh, Duan Olifi got Patrick Kruger with a ball that literally broke halfway uh, up off stump. Yeah, look, we've spoken to Duan. We've spoken about his mm-hmm. expertise at this level, but I and I I do think the Harmers numbers are are special. Harmer in South Africa has been averaging around about the 27, 28, mm. 29 mark when he has come back here and he's played in you know, last couple of seasons. Decent numbers. Nothing wrong with that at all. That's not mm. nothing wrong with that. A lot of pressure on him. He wants to perform. He wants to be a pro tier. That is absolutely clear mm. in, in his messaging. He knows he's behind Maharaj. He knows that. He accepts that. But 44 wickets at 19. He's answered the call. He said, right, I need to score wick- get, get wickets. I'm the leading wicket taker by 11. Mm. That is hugely impressive. Um, the sooner South Africa play a, a series in Asia, the happier he will be because then South Africa mm. will almost certainly have to play to the spinners. Um, the other one is Carl Simmons. Mm. I think Carl Simmons's numbers are underrated. When you take into the con- Difficulties the province have had. Province have been basically been without proper bowling attack all season. Mareki mm. was injured for most of the season. Dante uh, Berger was out out of the season. Parnell mm. has been injured for most of the season. Second, the leading wicket takers outside of Carl Simmons is eight. It's eight wickets. Carl mm. Simmons has taken thirty-three. He's bowled extremely accurately and consistently, just keeping the ball on a length and enticing batsmen. Very consistent. Not a large turn of the ball, not a lot, not a large, but very consistent. His lines and his lengths. Um, yes. And I think he's sort of, I think he's sort of 28 now, so he's coming into the best years as a spinner. Going the next mm. two, three years should be the best of his years as a spinner. South Africa have got lots of spinners. Um, it's a slight worry that there are not more pace bowlers up there. Like the best yeah. pace bowlers are people like uh, Supporter. Great mm. server to South African cricket, but he's not going to be playing for South Africa anytime soon. Um, but you know, really good season campaigner. Um, and it deserves to be up there. I think he's in the top five wicket takers. Um, mm. He's number five. 24 yeah. wickets. But uh, outside of that, there is not a lot that's coming through. They've, they've got uh, no worries with junks coming through. They found it difficult. Tim, they is it because it... of the extended Proteus squads that guys like Sipamna haven't gotten a lot of games? Um, guys like Marco Janssen, okay, obviously Marco now played because of, of the injuries, but guys like him would be here grabbing bucket loads of wickets. 
Um, and so, like, if you look at our pace, Arsenal, it's Kajiso, Lumi, Anrich, who we'll talk about his injury. And then you've got Luto, Duan, Glenton Steedman, who didn't play at the back end of the of the series, Marco Janssen. And, and I'd be comfortable with that, even though, because they're the ones who are supposed to be knocking down the doors. If if the protests travel and only take four, four, um, four bowlers, four quicks, or even five quicks, these guys are here playing their trade. And back in the day, we just call someone, put him on a plane, and he'd go in a day. Now, obviously, yeah. with bubbles and everything else, so we've, we've taken a lot of the quality bowling away, fast bowling out of our system. Um, and it's largely to, 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 de- to the detriment of, of, of the game because it's not more, it, it felt like this season was more batsman heavy. Um, but that, that's essentially where my, my analysis comes in is like, like the guys like Linton and, and all these other yeah. guys. Like, remember, they took Marco Janssen last year to Pakistan to be a net bowler. Um, you know, like it's it's one of those. But the disappointment for me were the fast bowlers out of out of the night. I was just so disappointed by the knights. Um, but let's speak about the other team that the knights broke out of. That's Northern Cape. They are the Division Two champions. They also had a bit of a situation because obviously it was a three a three way scenario. There was a two team scenario in Division Two. Southwestern districts just needed to win to guarantee themselves. A, 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 a Division Two title. They lost to Border uh, by nine wickets, effectively then allowing um, Northern Cape to get a draw to get themselves their first ever Division Two title or the first ever Division Two title in South African cricket. And really good to see some of those uh, Division Two batters um, for Northern Cape. Uh, I think it was Ernest Kim, uh, Evan, Evan, uh, Evan, Evan Jones. I think it's Jones, who was like Jones. an all-rounder, um, really Jones. coming to the fore um, in that. Yeah, they've got a very experienced unit there at the, mm. at the Northern Cape. That, to me, was a, a well-picked squad. Mm. You talk about the Northwest, where I think they made mistakes in picking too many mm. all-rounders and not enough out-and-out individuals and certain factors, they picked a good squad there. Um, as I said earlier, if Ernest Kim is not playing Division 1 cricket next year, something is horribly, horribly wrong. Um, really, really good opening batsman. Mm. Uh, really good talent. He has lots of time, but because it's different there. He's got, he got a couple of seconds more than mm. the rest of the guys that I saw on, on the, when I was watching on the live stream. Um, the two Swanapools, uh batting on bowling arounders, uh, they were huge, huge, huge plus for them. Again, hugely mm. experienced. Again, one of them are probably going to be picked up by a Division One side. Um, and then Jordan, Jordan Vandia, who's been around for mm. forever, absolutely ages and ages and ages. He just kept that, he was just the glue when they were struggling yes. in certain games. He scored runs at vital times without dominating, yeah. but he, he was very important because he's he's been in there, he's done it, he knows how to do how to, how to do these things. Mm. Jonathan Vandier averaged 56, having scored 395 runs in four matches. Ernest Kemp played four matches, 399 runs, but and Evan Jones got 415 runs, an average of 103, um, with two centuries and a half and 50. But the one that I want, and I'll be angry if he's playing Division Two next year, 
is less deployed. He finished the most runs in Division Two. He scored uh, 449 runs at an average of 149. Only played three games. Uh, that was five innings. Um, and he scored 103 fifties. You're a fan of Les Duploy. Um Where would you see Les play next season? Gosh. He's the only reason SWD didn't win the whole thing. is because he missed the last game. He yes. Absolutely. Um, oh, crikey. Where does Les fit in? The Knights. The Knights. <laughs> the, the Knights. knights need the, the, the Knights need lots of things, but they need, they need, they need, they can't mm. keep relying on Pite and, and Piatin. And mm. that's what's happening. Pite, Piatin, Pite, Piatin. They can't, they just, you can't keep doing that and keep yeah. putting pressure on them. There's not enough uh, support out there. Mm. Gosh, the Knights are, yeah. The okay, Knights are, so are a whole different, pod, different podcast. I, I think, Jim, we said we want to talk a little bit about the four-day series. We spoke about a lot because there was a lot to talk about. But let's talk about something that's happening in the coming week. The Momentum Pro... Well, not the Momentum Pro Tiers. The Pro Tiers, who have no sponsor. The Pro Tiers. The men's team ODI squad versus Bangladesh. I'm just going to read out that ODI squad, put it up there for you, um, for you to get a, a sense. It's an unchanged squad um, with Captain Temba Bavuma. And you've got Keshav Maharaj. You've got Quinton Dukak, Zubair Hamza, Marco Janssen, Yanman Malan, Aidan Markram, David Miller, Lungin Giti, Wayne Parnell, Andila Pesluguayo, Dwayne Petroius, Gahiso Rabbala, Tabrez Shamsi, Rasi Fandadison, and Kyle Verena. What do you make of the Unchained squad? I know you said it was a boring squad, so please let us know why. It's a boring squad. It's a boring squad on the basis that is, it is exactly the same squad that beat India I'm not criticizing it. That's mm -hmm. you know, a winning team does not make changes or it makes you know minor changes. Mm. So they've gone with tried and tested. Um I I I'd start I'm fine with that. Um I'm a little bit surprised with a couple of guys. I've said before mm -hmm. I'm not convinced by Wayne Parnell in 50 over format. Um over the last few years he's played like 20, 20, 50 mm. over domestic games um and all that for one county so that that is a bit of a strange run um uh the market one market is finding he's fine finding his form in the in the white ball formats sort of but he wait hold on what form wait, is he wait, finding wait, wait wait he is in shocking form at the moment regardless he is in the worst form I've ever seen him in. So I, I can't understand why he's in there. Unless he's in there as a frontline front spinner. spinner. Frontline spinner. Then, 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 okay, that's fair enough. We're going to play three spinners. This is Paul. This is the Paul route. You play three spinners. Um, look, um, I think for me, yeah, I think for yeah, me, so that, that one, the one thing that the yeah. press release kind of let me know is that Sisanda Magala should have been in the squad um, and he failed a fitness test. Um, so obviously my question was, when did he have a fitness test when he was playing for the Lions in the past four days? We found out that he took the fitness test before the Lions match and he failed that one. And then he played, even though I think, Tim, you have an under um, thing. Uh, well, we've been told that the standards of domestic are the same as international. So yeah. does this mean that he's been, he hasn't been passing fitness tests going forward and we've been allowing him 
to play. Uh, because I think it's just it, it just feels to me like we need to have a, a line in the sand. So if fitness is important, we draw the line in the sand. And if he doesn't make it, he doesn't make it, right? But then if he doesn't make it for the national team, he shouldn't be playing for the d- domestic side. And so it, it to me, it feels as though Sissan is being unfairly treated um, and, and people are using fitness as a way to get him out the side. And I know, um, and, and it, it, I'm not saying they are doing it on purpose. I'm saying it feels like that because every time Sasan, because Sasan is taking wickets while he's this in the state. That's my argument. It's always been my argument. He's that good even in this state, and he's, he's improved. He's lost a lot of weight since last he played. Last the crowd saw him, uh, even before COVID. So I don't understand because if it if, if fitness is his issue, right? And I know it's an eight, eight, eight minutes, 30 seconds, two meter time trial. Even like even like the best runners will struggle to do that because uh, that's like a flat out sprint. Uh, it's just you running a 21 kilometer in, in under an hour and a half. Um, so I don't know. I just feel as though I, I honestly think that uh, something's just up. And, and, and Sisanda, like you, you're telling me that in the space of the, 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 the pro squad in that India test series to now, He's just lost everything, even though he's been in and around the purchase squad. He's been in and out. He was a non-traveling reserve for the New Zealand thing in case something was going to go wrong. Like, I, I, I'm just so confused. I will play devil's advocate. And I will say, I know for a fact, not Mikhail specific, but I know for a fact that some players have been given leeway. So for, for argument's sake, I will say, They've given him leeway, given him leeway, given him leeway, and every opportunity that where they've given him leeway, he's failed. He's getting, maybe he's getting a little bit closer, but he's failed at every single piece of leeway. I'm just using that. I know for a fact that certain individuals, for a range of reasons, health issues, and and Mm. have been given certain leeway in certain tests. Okay. Are you disappointed that a guy like Tristan Stubbs or even Othniel Bartman don't make the side after some really good performances in the T20 series? Bartman, because I think he can do the 50-over format. I think he can bowl the 10 overs, no problem. I don't see that being a problem for him. Tristan Stubbs won. Look, I'd love him to be there. Of course I would. would love to Mm. see if he could do it. We don't know yet. That is the issue. We don't know. Yeah. I have a much rather weird. I, I want tra- him. I want mm-hmm. him to play the fifty over domestic competition. I, okay. I, I'm happy. I'm happy. Happy. That's what Chris I was saying. Went in that, then we can discuss about bringing him into the next squad. Mm. That's what I was saying. The fifty over domestic competition starts this Friday on the eleventh. Um, ends the in in the beginning of April. So we've got a whole lot of domestic one day cup competition happening. Watch out for the Northwest because I think they're going to cause a lot of drama. Um, and, and, and so it's, I, I think for me looking at the squad, I know it's for the super league, but I would have loved for them to have experimented with India. Um, cause it felt like they wanted to beat India, but this is the one you need to win. Um, I would have felt that they would have rather experimented with India, see who's available. Even here, just have a little bit of room experimentation because the world cup's like about 15 months away. So you've got time. You know, you know what you guys. We really know what the basis of that eleven looks like, and that eleven also includes Aiden Markham. Exactly, unfortunately, it does. So it does. It does. What use does it get playing the same old Rassi, the Timbers, the the Tabrazes, 
um, through when um, when 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 you could you could give other guys a chance. Youngsters, Ryan Rickles, this is an opportunity for him. He didn't get a chance against uh, the Netherlands. This would have been a perfect opportunity to give Ryan a cap in a series that matters a little bit against an opposition that he should be. Uh, playing better than, even though maybe the spin might be a problem, but it's an opportunity. Uh, I know you want to give, and the other thing is maybe even consider giving Calvarino the reps, but I know Quinton's, um, Quinton's available now. So um, it's it's one of those situations where you're like, okay, look, Quinny, we know what you can do. Go to the IPL. Let's deal with this group of players. Or even with the IPL players, if they're not going to play the Test Series, well, then let them go now. And let's see what these guys can do. You're, if you're going to lose the ICC, the, 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 the Super League, so it's not these ODIs. It's 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 going to be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and 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 so for me, I'm just like sitting there going, you can actually beat Bangladesh even with a a, a, a youngish uh, um, squad. You know, like maybe even keep Lungi because Lungi needs to get his fitness up so he can play. But give Kachisa a rest and say, go to the IPL, go and enjoy. You know, I know Lungi's been in the bubble, but let's let's have Lungi spearhead this this attack. Let's see Marco spearhead this attack before he goes to IPL. It's things like that, though. I think we need to be a little bit more nimble as the selectors um, and the management group. The other thing is obviously with the whole thing that, that's happening with Mark and everything else. I think Mark doesn't want. I think they don't want to introduce new players into the system. Um, but I think that's rubbish, largely because of the fact that um, the selection panel is the one that should stay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just a little. I'm just a little worried. I'm, I'm disappointed that Darren's still injured. Uh, Dupavillon, I would have loved for him to be in the squad. I think he, he gives you a, a, a different dynamic and a different... He's very quick. And I think if Anush's not there, I'd rather go probably even Marco and Darren with, with maybe a little bit of a KJ or Luto. Luto's another guy, but I get... Our fast bowling stocks are packed, guys. So there's a lot of guys that are... That are not there, but I think as a South African fan and South African supporter, we want to see the universe. And in the Super League, you need a plan and say there's certain games or certain series where we can um, experiment a little bit. Even there are must win, but you can experiment a little bit because you're not going to get these one-offs against India where they mean nothing. Um, so that's where I'm. I'm, I'm just a little bit weary because yeah. I don't want us to arrive in India next year and we haven't exhausted the full universe of players that we could use. I'm not saying pick everybody, but give guys an opportunity. Reward. This is the one of the series, even in the test series, where you reward for. Um, largely because everyone's gone to IPL, so give them a rest. Yes, you need to give, still give Bangladesh some of the, the, the big names. You've got Timber there. You've got, you know, you can even, like, the, the thing for me is, if Aiden doesn't score runs against Bangladesh, because I know he'll play, doesn't score runs against Bangladesh. It's fine. It's okay. We're f- I'm okay. I'm okay with him. I'm done. Okay, I've been done a long time ago, but this for me is like his last chance. If he can't score runs in this ODI series, unless if obviously the two openers just like literally were like, you know what, we're going to score 360 on our own. But if he doesn't score runs here, I, I, yeah. there's nothing more I can do for him. Yeah. If he doesn't score runs here, Freon uh a lipper comes in. You want that you want that six bowler option? Play Freon Lipper. Give him a chance. No. No. Give some, uh, yeah. somebody like team. like that a chance. I was thinking a seeming a seeming uh, all rounder who bats and, and can bolts and like seem up. So like because like? the thing for me, 
No, I, 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 I'm still a believer in Duane batting at six. And Dwayne, it's not Duane, Dwayne batting at six. I'm still a firm believer in that. Um, and I think. Oh, yes, well, of course. Good. He definitely doesn't get enough games. That's the, he gets a lot yes. of selections into squads, but he doesn't get enough games. That's very true. Yes. Yeah. Even Wayne, like if you like, rather I'd rather have Wayne Parnell bad at six. He's capable. You know, and he gives you that left arm option. So, like, I'm like guys, like, it doesn't have to be a spinner, because then if it's a spinner, give George Linder an opportunity, because I think he's batting better. You know, so that's for me is, is something that we need to consider. But Tim, I think we've reached the end of our show today. Thank you very much, my good man. Please watch out for our Women's World Cup preview podcast and everything else. We're, we're podcasting our lives away here, and we're just going to be doing that for the rest of that Women's World Cup tournament. We're also going to do a, a Bangladesh preview um, with with one of the Bangladeshi journalists we've previewed, um, we've, we've had on the show at the World Cup. So we're going to be doing that as well. Outside of that, Tim, thank you very much. And to all our fans, goodbye, good night, and les salut. Kakahiso. <laughs>